Oh, hello there. It's the titular Matt Stewart letting you know that I'm going to be in Sydney, Australia, and then Brisbane, Australia, doing uh, short runs of my show, Dryer Dryer. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May, Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May. Hey, but also, you might not know this, I'm doing a live Who Knew It with Matt Stewart in Sydney on the 13th of May and in Brisbane on the 14th of May. Holy moly, am I looking forward to these shows uh, please get tickets for all of these now. If you use the discount code do go on, that might work. I'm not sure, but worth a try. Really hope to see you there. Um, Sydney especially. Please come along. Brisbane also, though you're buying tickets earlier, better. Sydney lift, please. All right, I'll see you soon now. On with the show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart, the show where the guests write the wrong answers. I'm the titular Matt Stewart, and our guest this week, firstly, <laughs> is host of the Gamey Gamey Game Show. It's Evan Monroe-Smith. Hello. So you're the first guest. So I said, and our guest this week. I was surprised. And then I was you panicking. I'm like, clockwise, I'd be the second guest. Um, well, I'm not going clockwise. No. No, you, I am going clockwise. You'd be the first guest. All right, I'm looking. I'm thinking of an upside down clock. <laughs> yeah. And if you were going alphabetically, if you were thinking alpha, if you're going alpha, alphabetically, you would have gone with me. Mm. Yeah, well, that's true. So you're not going clockwise or alphabetic. What system? No, I do think you have? he is going. I clockwise. am going clockwise. Oh, but I'm just going off the list that I've written it down in, and uh, it was going to be Beck, but Beck's too busy. So instead, it is just Evan and Al. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Great. Who am I? You're. Oh, oh, and our second <laughs> contestant. <laughs> is the host of the Two in the Think Tank podcast. It's Alistair Trombley Birchall. Hi, everybody. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, what does titular mean? Ch- ch- From the title. Title. The title of the show is Who Knew with Matt Stewart. All right. So I'm titular. the titular Matt Stewart. Yeah, right. I hope that's right. I've never really checked. That would make no sure. one's put me up on it. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, that's right. T- I would have said title. T- title. Titleist. That's a golf ball. Yeah. The self-titled. The self-titled host. Yeah. Anyway, forget it. Eponymous? Eponymous. Is it? Mm. A beautiful animal. Oedipus. <laughs> All right. And the way the show works is I ask a relatively obscure question and our contestants have to write a convincing fake answer. I then read their answers as well as a real one, the real one, and they have to guess which one is correct. Okay. okay. Are we ready to play? I just got ready. Yeah. So okay. I'm ready now. Oh, that was beautiful timing. Yeah, yeah great. I can do it. All right, here's question number one. It comes from Candace Harrison from Two Larry in California in the United States of America. And the question is, what is the definition of thrunter? Whoa. Thrunter. Thrunter. What is the definition of thrunter? Yeah, great. Okay. And while yeah. you're writing your answers, I'll explain how the scoring works. So you get one point if your fake answer is guessed by the other contestant and another point if you correctly guess the answer. And by the way... I'm also playing as the house. I've put in two of my own fake answers for each question with the help of uh, the question writers. And I get a point for each one of these that our 
guests choose. So each of us can score up to two points per round. It seems fair, but the probability actually favours me, the house. And the house always wins, though, if you've been listening to recent episodes, you'll know this is not necessarily the case. Anyway, our questions come from our great Patreon supporters. And if you want to submit a question, sign up on any level via patreon.com slash pod, linked in the show notes. Matt, I had a question about your Patreon supporters. Mm -hmm. Do you have some that are not great? Uh, no, certainly not. They're all great. So is it surely just statistically though? I mean, I, I mean, yeah, surely. In the way that there's good doctors and bad, bad doctors and things like that. Oh, that was the worst thing to fi figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> it I was, hated it? when so when I realized that, and I was at a it was at a charity auction, and it was a they were introducing the key speaker mm. keynote speaker who was like this gun surgeon, mm. and they and they said just like plumbers, you'll get good ones and bad ones. This is one of the very best, and I'm like, oh no, that's. Oh, no. I guess that's true. They're yeah. just people. Yeah. Oh, it was the world. I was like fully an adult by then. Yeah. Mm. So it was good that I trusted them. It's, you know, through my youth. That's the two big revelations in life: finding out your parents are just people, and then finding out doctors are just people. Mm. Doctors you, do more training than your plumbers, parents. though. Your parents, unless your parents are doctors, then it's identical. That's true. Plumbers go through a bit. Of, you know, they do quite a lot of. Do they do med school? They do quite a lot of med school. I don't think they go all the way. They don't do that final year. They only Surgeons. focus on. They mostly focus on the veins. Yeah, the all oh, the plumbing <laughs> and the main veins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some doctors are plumbers in a way. Oh yeah, go on. Well, Dr. Mario, you know, surgeons that deal with the the, the plumbing of the body. Mm. Um, Dr. Mario. Yeah, Dr. I Mario. Guess that, that's, yeah, well, Mario, that's like. I mm. think he did a late study, late career study, and became a doctor. <laughs> oh yeah, Dr. Mario. Yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. That's right. He was dealing with a lot of pills and stacking them up on yeah. top of each other, as like doctors that. tend to do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the answers are in. Here is question number one. What is the definition of thrunter? Here are your five options. Mm. Five. A grueling CrossFit exercise. A sheep which has lived through three winters. A bar at the front of a four-wheel drive for pushing obstacles. A thrill seeker or thrill hunter or a cable car that transports livestock between mountains. So you've got to Ooh. choose. Do I just give you my five. answer? Well, if you've got one. I'm going to go with the cable car. Cable car, locking it in for Evan. Oh. I'll say that that means it's down to you. I'm going to go with. You cannot, and I should say, because yeah. uh, you haven't played before. Yeah. You can you can lock in the same answer as Evan if you like, or you can go your own way. Mm. I also haven't played before. Can I lock in the same answer as Alistair? Yes, uh, Evan hasn't played, but you've been on the show before. I have been on the show before, but he didn't play. No, I was, play. I was in like a like a scorekeeper. Oh, that's great. he second bananaed me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great. You didn't you didn't sort of play along a little bit in your head and just try and guess a little bit. <laughs> I, I had all the answers in front of me, so I yeah, I, right. it was yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. What was Evan's one? <laughs> well, the one he chose or the oh. one he wrote? Uh, <laughs> chose. He chose a cable car that transports livestock between mountains. Do you want to mm. hear the other four? Uh, no, no, no. That does sound good. Um, was there a bull bar one? Like a kind of like a car? There was a bar on a car. A bar on the front of a four-wheel drive for pushing obstacles. Yeah, uh, For gonna... American listeners, four-wheel drive. What do you call them over in Canada? Uh, pickup trucks. <laughs> Pickups. Is that a, you just slipped in your play, Canadian play, accent? Did you? I thought they were SUVs. SUVs, pickup trucks. You know, we call them cars because man, that's what that's what a real car is. <laughs> Up in Canada. So you're going with a four wheel drive one? <laughs> yeah, I'm going with that one. All right, let's go through who wrote the answers. Firstly, we had a grueling CrossFit exercise that was run by the house. 
Uh, Candace in particular. Oh, Candace House. Uh, we had a thrill seeker or thrill hunter. That was also the house. Really? So you've avoided the house. That's really right. good. It's nice yeah. to not touch the house. <laughs> <laughs> a cable car that transports livestock between mountains. That's what Evan went for. That was written by Alistair Tremblay Birchall. You! Ah. One point for Al there. Uh, a bar at the front of a four-wheel drive for pushing obstacles. That was written by Evan. <laughs> <laughs> so you traded points there. And the correct answer was a sheep that has lived through three winters. That's wow. really good. A thrunter. You know what? I actually I had my doubt because of the four-wheel drive. As soon as we started having that conversation, I was like, Matt, Matt's just like, he's showing me I've made a mistake. <laughs> it's an obviously um, uh, somebody from two Larry's. Yeah, two Larrys. <laughs> two Larrys. You know, that's not, they're not going to say four-wheel drive. I feel mm. like, it, I, yeah, I should have backed out. Well, you know, they might have just taken it off an Australian dictionary website. I doubt that. Well, yeah, I mean, you uh, Name one Australian now. dictionary. Oh, the, what's, the, what's the Australian one? There's Is one. there one? Merriam-Webster? Yeah. No. No, it's not Merriam-Webster. Oxford, this. no. Macquarie. Macquarie. Oh, Macquarie. That's, the Australia, that's the official Australian dictionary of go. Australia. No. <laughs> I said Australia too much. <laughs> All right, so that means after one round, uh, the house is on zero points. Yes. Alistair Tremblay Birchall is on one point, yes. and Evan Munro Smith is also on one point. Right. I think this is the first time we've ever had two hyphenated names on the show. Oh, really? Wow. Isn't that great? Took us 15 episodes to get there. <laughs> I wonder if it's ever going to, you're ever, ever going to beat that. Oh, uh, it'd be hard. I don't think it would be. I mean, you I am in control purpose. if I do book the show. Yeah. <laughs> so I probably could. You, you know. can take that title away from me any day. Yeah. Maybe the next week. Ooh. I want to go for three. Mm. Are there three in Australian comedy? Helena Bonham Carter. I could get Helena <laughs> on. I'll get Helena on the blower. Helena. <laughs> Helena. Helena. G'day. G'day. I've got a weird question for you. It's from Mikey from Sang Luang. <laughs> He says, what's a cockum? What's a cockum? Cockum. To Larry. You're moving too much. It's spelled T-U-L-A-R-E. So luckily, Cam- I would have said to Lair, but luckily oh. Candace uh, gave me the phonetical. That's beautiful. I'm fanatical about phonetical <laughs> pronunciation. <laughs> this feels weird early. Does this, feel, does this uh, feel weird to you uh, too? Yeah. This actually is the most at home I felt for <laughs> okay, a long great. time. <laughs> All right, we're up to question number two. There's just seven questions. We're up we to are, two already. We're racing through. Oh, my gosh. And this one comes from Michael Nielsen from Signet in Tasmania. Signet. And Michael writes, apart from being a Union Army General in the U.S. Civil War, what is Ambrose Everett Burnside remembered for? <laughs> apart from being a Union <laughs> Army General in the Civil War, U.S. Civil War, what is Ambrose Everett Burnside remembered for? And while you're writing your answers... Here's some more information on thrunters. And I, I should tell you, I really struggled to find much info. There was a lot of uh, one-line definitions that I could find. Uh, it's mentioned briefly in the book, An Etymological Dictionary of the Scottish Language by John Jamison, written in 1825. So it seems like it's an old Scottish word. And the thru part of the word relates to three, i.e. three winters the sheep has lived through. I guess that means... Unter maybe was an old Scottish word for sheep. And apparently the same sheep could also have been called a fronter uh, as it was now living in its fourth year, depending on what rule you used. Ooh. Candace, the question writer, also wrote that her sister named her dog Thrunter, a beautiful name for a boy or a girl, dog or human. Um, I think I think there was a thing in Korea where they recently had to change the way that Look, I've I've assumed this based on half a half a headline. I didn't get all the way through the headline, <laughs> but 
I think we're, you know, like I had an ex-girlfriend who, who was from Taiwan and at one point she turned 20 or 25 or something like that. And then her mom told her, no, you're 26. And she went, what? <laughs> really? Yeah. But her mom was counting. Oh, the, you're entering a 26th year. No, what? she was counting that the, the, the day you're born, you turn one. Oh, right? right. And I That's think scary. maybe Korea might've had something like that. Right. And I think they've well, like that was just the normal thing that they did. Like yeah. that's how they measured. Yeah, you're born one. You can't be zero. That's right. nothing. You it is weird to be zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you mean you're not zero. You're a day or you're a, a few minutes. Or, yeah. But know. I think they're just like, you start at one. Yeah. That's right. just how you start. Mm. Right. And so I think maybe there was a there was a change recently like that. And so some people lost a year or, oh, you know. I'd love to lose a year. Man, that was, yeah, well, yeah, well, that well for one year there, I, I, I thought I was 37. All year. And then I got to the, my birthday and I was like, I'm turning 37? <laughs> oh, oh, I just gained a year. You gained a year. Yeah, when I say lose a year, I mean lose a, a number on my age. I'd love to gain a year. Oh, imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. An extra year? The things you could do. <laughs> uh, all right, so here is question number two. Apart from being a Union Army general in the U.S. Civil War, what is Ambrose Everett Burnside remembered for? Here are your five options. He accidentally besieged the allied town of Vicksburg for two weeks. He holds the record for the oldest man to climb Mount Everest. He was the inventor of cod oil. Sideburns were named after him. Or he was the first general to deploy submarines in combat during the Civil War. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, oh, but you see, that almost makes sense now. See, I'm, it's funny, but then you what? go, oh, maybe there is, maybe there was some kind were of submarine. It's probably just submarines? like a tube a guy would sit in. <laughs> a tube a guy? And, then just like, and a guy would just sit in the tube and then you go, he'd go down deep and then he'd hide there for ages. Hang and on, then, what's a tuba guy? Is that a guy that plays tuba? No, hide in a tube. Oh. <laughs> Not in a tuba. <laughs> isn't, in America, don't, isn't tuba, isn't that a potato? That could be the case. Um, when did you leave America? I left 97. And okay. at that time, there were no tubers. There were no potatoes <laughs> no, there at the yeah, time. No, they, they hadn't <laughs> arrived yet. You would still, at that time, you would still just get an orange for Christmas. Okay. You know, and then it was a real treat until they'd made it worldwide. Uh, taters? taters? Yeah, oranges for Christmas. That is, is that think, all North America? No. I and think, is it a. I think that's more like a, our parents or generation or their parents. Because that came up recently on, on a Do Go On bonus episode or something. We didn't know what it was talking about, unless it was. We're thinking like those chocolate oranges, but it was just oranges. Mm. It was just regular oranges because people were like, it was just like, it was not a common fruit. I love an yeah, orange right. too. I do love an orange. I love an orange. Yeah, what are you, a navel guy? I mean, I'll go whatever you can buy. Yeah. I love know? the navel. Valencia, very popular. Mm. Uh, I think there was a push in Australia at one point. Maybe they, they the government or some agency mm. told farmers, Get in the Valencia business. It's about to boom. <laughs> really? And it didn't. They're not, a, they're not as good of an eating orange. They're more of a juicing orange. Did you get that from the Simpsons? <laughs> Maybe, I don't <laughs> know. Because I think at some point Skinner has a bag of orange. Yeah. Valencia, oh, it's a juicing orange. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think I did, that, but that is so funny. Yeah. I don't think I've ever bought an orange before. You, what? what? You've always been given oranges? Yeah. I don't know when I would ever. What kind of blessed been? life do you live where you just walk around getting oranges given to I you? I think I only ever eat them when they're just around. It's just not something that I've ever think, oh, maybe I'll buy an orange. You were born in Mildura though, right? No. You were born in... Orange capital of uh, yeah. Victoria. <laughs> you were born in Florida, though, right? Orange capital of America. 
You Didn't were you born Mildura on the as- cover of the No Doubt album, right? <laughs> uh, which was called... Uh, it was called Evil Empire. Tragic no, Kingdom. Tragic Kingdom. Evil it Empire had an orange was- on the front? It had a bunch of oranges. I think they might have all been rotten a bit. Mm. Ah, I lie. There was that time I bought a bunch of oranges. Okay. Oh, okay, there you <laughs> yeah, go. Sorry. It seemed <laughs> unlikely. But I didn't eat any of them or right. juice them. So you never ate a bored orange. <laughs> I don't think I have ever. That almost sounds like a bit of wisdom. To eat. Mm. You never Evan eat a bored orange. never eats a bored orange. Yeah, never eat a bored orange. <laughs> a bored orange. I think I'm going to need to hear these options again. Okay, well, yes, I forgot <laughs> what we're doing. Okay. Ambrose, Everett Burnside, what's he remembered for apart from being a U- uh, Union Army general? He accidentally besieged the allied town of Vicksburg for two weeks. He holds the record for the oldest man to climb Mount Everest. He was the inventor of cod oil. Sideburns are named after him, or he was the first general to deploy submarines in combat during the Civil War. And what was Oh, his- that's how we got onto this? Because yeah. the tubers. Yeah. What what was his um what was his name again? His name was Ambrose Everett Burnside. Mm. Burnside, sideburn. Could be, could be. Yeah, but I feel like that would be very facial hair dependent. <laughs> you mean, you know, like based whether, on what he's, whether or not he. Yeah. Do you have any photos of him? <laughs> I uh, mean, I do. <laughs> if I Google it, I'm sure he's. Does he have sideburns? Uh, yeah. That, are you um, able to give that information? I, I don't know. I've never been asked such things. I I can't picture him right now. But do you want me to Google? No, it's no, you it's, know what? It's okay. It's, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the first one. I think he besieged the what was it? An allied village? A valid, allied vill- village of Vicksburg. Yeah. Evans locking that one in. I'm also locking that one in. Ooh. But I'm gonna lock it in. Oh, Scottish <sighs> style. Lock it in. Your birth country. That's right, Aberdeen. Do you ever represent. slip back into your Scottish accent? Yeah. How long were you there? <laughs> <laughs> Right. You left as a baby. That's right. Okay. All right. So you've both locked in option one. Let's go through the answers. Uh, He was the first general to deploy submarines. That was written by the house. Yeah. Including Michael. Mm. Great work from Michael there. Uh, He was the inventor of cod oil. Uh, That was Alistair. Because, of course. That's pretty good. Cod's invented Uh, cod oil. I think that was my second. um, That was your second. Oh, you were going to go for that? I, I, I was leaning that way. Uh, he holds a record for the oldest man to climb Mount Everest. That was Evan Ronner Smith. Ooh, I, I actually was considering that yeah, one. I was okay. like, oh, that's actually, that's a quite interesting. <laughs> it's, not as, it's not as boring as the one I chose. He accidentally <laughs> besieged the allied town of Vicksburg for two weeks. That Uh-oh. was written by the house. Oh. Specifically, Michael, the question writer, meaning the correct answer is sideburns are named really? after him. No way. Wow. Yeah. No. Yes. Why would I lie about this? <laughs> well, you, you have nothing but to, to gain from it. That's true. You are the house. I yeah. feel like you you, you have a, a bias I've got a lot here. to gain. Um, like two points, right? That is correct. And so you're winning now. After two rounds. Fuck. The scores are Evan on one point. Alistair Trombley Birchall on one point. But the house out in front on two points. Do you feel a lot of hostility towards the house? Uh, do I feel? Well, I mean, I'm sort of one with the house. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't love it when the house wins. No. No. Okay. It's an uncomfortable <laughs> position to be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, he's, like you said, the the odds are in its favor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Here we are with question number three. This one comes from Patrick J. Ryan from Branch Rock in MA. Where's MA? Mature audiences. Mature, yes. It's Massachusetts, is it? Fantastic. I guess so. What a beautiful uh, neck of the woods. Michigan, no? 
Michigan. 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 No. Majuli. Uh, question number three. <laughs> what was the nickname of former New England Patriots running back Ben Jarvis Green Ellis? Another hyphenated surname. Wow. Ben Jarvis is one name, first name, and then Green Ellis. Ben, ben Jarvis. Jarvis Green oh. Ellis. Green Ellis. And while uh, while you're writing your answers mm. here, I'll let the listeners know that today the three of us are on the last episode of Gamey Gamey Game for the year, the Christmas special. And if they want to check that out, they can go to uh, the Stupid Old Channel on YouTube. That's right. My well goodness. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Naomi Higgins is going to be at the desk as well. Wow. It's going to be nice to see Naomi again. Yeah, I haven't seen her since the, the last week. Really? Yeah. Do you think Do you think, think a, lot of ch- a lot has changed with Naomi? Um, I mean, you never know with Naomi. You don't. Yeah, sometimes she's 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 sort of just chilling at home, but then other times she's 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 got a lot on. <laughs> That's really interesting. <laughs> she's she's kind of she's kind of unique in that way, I guess. <laughs> she can she can do at all. Yeah, yeah. She's clearly leaning in. I reckon. Yeah. Do you, do you want to hear a bit more about Ambrose Everett Burnside and how a little bit? Is that, so is that a hyphenated name or is that just three? No, names? it's three names. I think maybe. <sighs> You know, like uh, serial killers in America always get their middle name mm. brought to mm. prominence. It's because there's too many Ambrose Bur- Burnsides. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which one? It's any, it's any sort of murderers or anyone who's had facial hair named after them. Sure. <laughs> uh, according to Merriam Webster, the original sideburns were called Burnsides. Burnsides were a magnificent construction of facial hair, one to make any hipster jealous. I don't know if I like the Miriam Webster going off and this sort of editorializing mm. stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. surprising. Uh, I guess this is on their blog or something. It's not under the definition or whatever. Uh, thick strips of facial hair growing down the cheeks and connecting to a full mustache, but with a clean shaven chin. Burnsides owe their existence to General Ambrose Burnside, a Civil War veteran, industrialist, innovator, and Rhode Island senator who died in 1881. This man. He did it all. He did everything. So, so I thought I didn't realize sideburns necessarily connected to a mustache like what you have. I, I, I thought that was a mutton chop situation. Uh, oh, no, well, you, so yours don't even. No, I'm, 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 I've got a Mervyn Hughes at the moment. Okay, yep. Uh, there's no connection up to the sideburn. But uh, before his death in 1881, Burnside had become a household name, but not for any of these things, but for his luxuriant facial hair. Burnside's facial hair was so notable that the name Burnside Whiskers came to be used to refer to his mustache-side-whiskers combo. So this Burnside was for the mustache-sideburns thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Burnside, so notable, had a palpable influence not just on men's grooming but on English. Under the rule of the Burnside, the name for the long strips of facial hair worn in front of the ears and along the cheeks were no longer called side-whiskers but came to be called side-burns, a play on Burnside. So the, the mustache connector were Burnsides and they're like, hey, this name's got more work to do. Mm. We could s- picture it like a, an orange. We could squeeze a little more juice out of this. Mm. So that's how they came Delicious. to be called Sideburns. It's quite strange really because mm. they already had a name, Side yeah. Whiskers. Yeah, yeah. I always find, and this is somehow not really that related, but you know when you're driving and sometimes, do you ever forget how to say overtake? I'm going to overtake that car. And then I always go, I'm going to take over that car. And I go, wait, take over. Why does that sound so weird? Take over. I'm going to take over. Take over. I'm, I, you, go and take over that car. Wait, that's not right. All of a sudden you're like telling someone to grab the wheel. Mm. You've went down the window. 
They're about to leap across. The Grand yeah. Theft Auto situation. Yeah, but then what I mean is overtake. And mm. so maybe it's one of those situations. Yeah. Like burn side, burn side, side, side burn, side burn, side burn. Is that right? I've got all the right words. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many fucking orders can this be in anyway? I think it's exa- it's probably exactly like that. You think so? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's question number three. What was the nickname of former New England Patriots running back Ben Jarvis Green Ellis? Ellis Island. The law firm. The concrete Corvette, slippery dick, or the Sizzler? <laughs> I did, was it before we started recording? It was before that, we started recording that I I was explaining this. the show to Alan saying these are some of the kinds of questions you could come up with. One of them might be, what's this person's nickname? And Al said, the Sizzler. And I said, well, you have, you've burnt that now. It can't yeah. be used, but somehow it's appeared here. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. <laughs> So your options, Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis. What was his nickname? Ellis Island, the law firm, the concrete Corvette, Slippery Dick, or the Sizzler? Mm. Uh, I think Evan's gone first both times, Al. You want to jump in here? No. no. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to go with the the concrete Corvette. The concrete Corvette for Ellis. Was he a uh, football player? He was, uh, yeah, played in the NFL. NFL, National Football. For the Patriots. So probably in like the Tom Brady team maybe. Mm. Okay, so it's either that or the law firm. Um, I'm going to go the Concrete Corvette. Concrete Corvette. It seems weird to refer to one person as a firm. Yeah, but you don't know why yet. Yeah, see. that's true. Maybe he's multiple people yeah. and studies mm. law mm. or practices law. His yeah. name, remember, is Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Ah, mm. yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Mm. I think that's the point that it sounds, you know, like there's yeah, yeah, normally yeah. multiple names on a law firm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I mean, see, that does I sound see. like that's what the house would think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go Slippery Dick. Why not? Hey, why not? <laughs> you okay. can't make that up. You can't. No one's made that up. That's just a nickname you got at birth. <laughs> All right, let's go through the answers. Uh, Ellis Island, that was written by the house. Uh, Patrick in particular. Oh. Uh, the Sizzler was written by Evan. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you almost got me, Evan. <laughs> uh, what are the odds? <laughs> uh, Slippery Dick, that was written by Al. Ah, so one, yes. point, one point for Al. You can make that up. <laughs> the Concrete Corvette, that was written by The House. No! <laughs> I thought that was so ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's Corvette. It's an American car. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. you're playing football. There was that guy in Australia called the Brick with Eyes. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> true. And the, the fridge. Yeah. There's a lot of those sort of names. Yeah, that's true. But I'm like, a concrete Corvette, that wouldn't be able to move. And this guy's a running back. Mm. But you're right. It, yeah, it makes sense. He'd just be someone who could just barge through. Yeah. And it was mm. a bit sleek. Mm. It's actually a really good one I've come up with. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I should call the NFL and let them know. So the correct answer was the law firm. God damn. <sighs> Um, too easy. Yes, and I assume it is for the reason I said, right? I, I couldn't figure out. No one spelt it out, but I assume that's why. Yeah, it's got to be. Law firms over there have all got those sort of long names, I think. If uh, watching those comedy drama shows mm. a bit of set in law firms, sure, sure, is sure. anything mm. to go by. Yeah, and the, the ones that you see here as well. Uh, do we have law firms here? Uh, I think they name one. Bring, bring them over. <laughs> name one. Morris Blackburn. Oh, that's true. But yeah, but that's only a that's double only namer. Two. Is there any... Quads. Um, uh, there was. Um, I've just. Got 
All right. So what does that mean? One score for me, one point for me. Uh, sorry, one point for the house, not me. Not you. And uh, one point for Alistair Trombley Birchall, meaning the scores are now Evan Munro-Smith on one point, ATB on two points, but out in front it's still the house on three points. One, two, three. But there's, <laughs> we're not even halfway yet. It is still anyone's game. I love that. Evan, you could get two points right here, right now, and rocket yourself into the lead. That's true, I could. How like could, some sort of concrete wait, Corvette. How can, how can Evan get two points? If I guess the right answer and you guess my answer, oh, then yes, I would get two horse. points. Of mm. course. Yeah, oh, that's the trick. Yeah. You can do it. You shouldn't do the joke ones. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, mean, well, I, I thought mine was a joke one. In the <laughs> ideal world, you do a joke one that gets picked like mm. Al and I just did. I thought yeah. concrete Corvette was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it turns out it wasn't that funny. <laughs> <laughs> the more Al explained it to me, the more I realised that that is quite a good running back so, nickname. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's quite stupid they called him the law firm. I'm picturing a concrete Corvette just like the, mm. there's a guy who's just spent 100 grand on a car and he can't move. Yeah. <laughs> the weird's all stuck together. I mean, they, you're not really believing in the uh, in the, in the Corvette uh, power. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> what, three, four horsepower? At least. The power of three or four horses in one car? Freaking hell. You know, one horse has got more than one horsepower. I did not yeah. know that. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really great. I assumed it would have just been about one horse. No, 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 no. You're, you're, that's very naive. That is naive. I don't know about it. You're thinking anything. of a pony. Oh, okay. Pony power. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, here is question number four. This one comes from Jim Bates from Sackett's Harbor in New York. And Jim's question is, what did Frankie Muniz, a.k.a. Malcolm from Malcolm in the Middle, tweet on the 13th of September 2019? What did Frankie Muniz tweet on the 13th of September 2019? Mm. While you're writing your answers, here's a little bit more information about the law firm. Uh, it's not known who came up with the nickname. The first time Green Ellis himself heard it was on TV. He's not even sure who came up with it. According to Patrick, who wrote the question, Ben Jarvis played six seasons in the NFL and never once fumbled the ball. Bonus fun fact, other former Patriot players are Ty Law and Lawyer Malloy. So Law, Lawyer and Law Firm all played on the same team. Now, <laughs> I've got to tell you, Patrick, that's a fun fact. You know who loves fun? Mm -hmm. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's question... I believe number four, what did Frankie Muniz tweet on the 13th of September 2019? An accidental nude photo. Uh, some say my career peaked when I was 13, but I'm actually peaking right now. Bracket, the MDMA is kicking in. I know I've probably tweeted this before, but damn, I love sausage. <laughs> Fun fact, at Brian Cranston also cooked meth on the set of Malcolm in the Middle. Or Cafefe. Interesting. Okay, so five 
Yeah. The thing with a tweet is it really could be anything. I don't think you could write Ooh. a nonsense answer here that would put you out of the running. Also, but also none of them would seem notable enough. Yeah, in the right. scheme of you tweets, to like put into a show. You don't think a nude photo? Well, maybe. would be notable. But did he tweet the words he posted a nude photo, or did he post a nude photo? I mean, and you only have to remember it's it's only got to be notable enough for Jim Bates from Sackets Harbour. Yeah, that's true. That's Jim true. Bates. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess me. I guess when I you, yeah, I guess when you're writing trivia questions, mm. you go down some rabbit holes. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then the idea about the guy cooking meth on the thing. Yeah. You know, like. What you know now? We're, now we're really—it's really a question of what would, what would really yank Matt's chain? You know, what really oh, gets yeah. Matt going? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, does he love a Donald Trump reference? You know, is that his which thing? is kefefe? I think so. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, that's like, what Trump tweeted that, but but way later. Maybe Trump was referring to Frankie Muniz. That could be it. Later than twenty nineteen. Oh, was it twenty nineteen? Twenty nineteen. Okay. Oh, I think okay, it was. Right. I think he must have done that. Like uh, even maybe before he was president? Yeah, no, it was, maybe it was 2016 or something. Uh, so you're quickly just going through them again. Accidental nude photo, the one where he uh, basically did a pun about peaking on MDMA, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> saying how much he loves sausage, uh, tagging in Brian Cranston and saying that he cooked meth mm. on Malcolm in the Middle because that's what he did on Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad yeah. or Cafefe. Now that career one about career peaking, about, he says some people say my career peaked. But then he says the MDMA. Now, is his career on MDMA <laughs> or is he doing MDMA? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, That's a beautiful question. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll think about that. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the nude photo. Nude photo for out. I'm going to go Brian Cran- the Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. One. <gasps> Could be notable. I don't know. Oh, no. I, I reckon Evan must have posted the nude photo one. <laughs> I don't post nude photos out. I know, but not anymore. Not on, not on purpose, no. anyway. <laughs> All right, let's yeah. go through the answers. Cafefe, uh, that was Alistair Trombley Birchall. Uh, the MDMA one, that was the house. That 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 reeked of house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, an accidental nude photo. That was Evan. <laughs> Oh, point to Evan. No. Uh, fun fact, Brian Cranston also cooked meth on the set of Malcolm in the Middle. That was also the house. Ah. The correct answer was, I know I've probably tweeted this before, but damn, I love sausage. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that's noteworthy? Yeah, it probably is noteworthy. Um, sure. Yeah. I had, it was the one I forgot, you know? Mm. Yeah, I'd forgotten. I was like, oh, there's another one? Right. Um, it's the one that got away. So that means a <laughs> one point to Evan. One point to the house. What the house get again? Uh, the house got the uh, MDMA. The, oh, MD- oh, no, the, the, the meth cooking one. The one you picked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. So that means the scores are Evan on two points, Elster on two points, but the house down front on four points. Far out. Far out. Three rounds to go. You Three really rounds. need to. You know that I don't want to win. Gotta no. lift our game. And you both do want to win, so we could all leave unhappy here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is in your hands. <laughs> yeah, right. Here's question number five. This one comes from Brianna in Queensland. Mm, Brianna. Which of these is a real species of spider? Which of these is a real species of spider? So basically all you've got to do here is give me the name of mm. a fake made-up spider. Mm. And while you're writing your answers, here's some more information. Can I give you a real species of spider? Uh, ideally it's not a real species of spider. Okay. What if <laughs> I accident? No, okay. I mean, you could stumble upon it. It's uh, true. 
There's a lot of species out there. That's true. Uh, here's some more info about Frankie Muniz's tweet. It had over 60,000 likes and 11,000 retweets. And you two are thinking this wasn't noteworthy? No, you're right. I, I think the like and sausage thing is noteworthy. People loved hearing about it. Uh, and he said, I've probably tweeted about this before. I looked it up. He had never tweeted before. I love sausage. But it, nine years earlier, on the 2nd of December 2010, he tweeted in all caps, waffles and sausage, waffles and sausage, waffles and sausage, waffles and sausage, waffles and sausage. Waffles and sausage. Yum. <laughs> you know, I've never had waffles and sausage. That's a combo I've never No. We no, don't really do savory waffles here or really mm. waffles at all. You know, me and my family, we've we've become big waffle people. Really? Uh, on special occasions usually. Well, it's a big Canadian thing, isn't it? Waffles and bacon? Up in Canada, we do <laughs> have ourselves some waffles. <laughs> we call them that- Eggos. <laughs> Flipping to that thick um, Canadian accent. Yeah. So, but um, we've but but it's because of a TV show called um, called uh, Steven Waffle. Universe. Oh, Steven Universe! Mm. I thought and it was going to be called Waffles. And in Steven Universe, they make together breakfast, which is a bunch of waffles, and then there's popcorn on it, and then there's whipped cream, and then there's chocolate oh. sauce. Oh wow! And then strawberry. I don't. Does it, uh, I guess that's good. It's genuinely way less sweet than you would think. Yeah, it sounds too much. But think about it, because a lot of it is popcorn. Yeah, popcorn. That's salty. salty. Yeah, it's not a sweet popcorn. It's a salty pop. Yeah, sweet popcorn sucks. All right, so the answers are in. Here's question number five. Which one of these is a real species of spider? The arachnid, sparkle muffin spider, the sanitary quibbler, spy versus spider, or the Murray River longback? Um, who who sent this in? Uh, <laughs> this was sent in from Brianna from Queensland. Oh, I'm just gonna need to hear them one more time. Yeah. The Iraq arachnid, sparkle muffin spider, the sanitary quibbler, spy versus spider, or the Murray River longback. The Murray River longback seems almost you know it seems like it's there to bait you <laughs> and make you go much like a spider might get you caught in its web. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, it's so sticky that one. God, I want to pick it. But <clears throat> I mean, man, there's some strange spider names out there, though, aren't there? Mm. Um, I think a lot. When you were sidekicking on this on that episode, there was another there, mm, yeah, I, weird spider name. Yeah, it's a good. It's good called like one. the turd burglar or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, look, I I think it can't. I don't think it's going to be spy versus spider. <laughs> no. I, uh, you know, but the one that I, for some reason, it's it's catching me in its web, other than the long back, is the sparkle muffin. Okay. You know, because you could understand that there could be a, you know, there, there could be a fun little, you know, scientist in there <laughs> who just loves, loves sparkles. Yeah. Loves muffins. Loves muffins. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Scientists love muffins. You know, there's a lot of scientists that have... Strange colored hair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Uh, some of those sort of, what do they call them when they're not symmetrical haircuts? Asymmetrical. Asymmetrical <laughs> haircuts. Of course, we're not, not talking about a symmetrical no. haircut. <laughs> some no. sort of middle part yeah. scientist. No. So hard to explain when you want to tell somebody, well, this person had a symmetrical haircut. Um, 
Are you? But I mean, when you think about it, a symmetrical haircut would also, I mean, a normal, most normal haircuts would be asymmetrical. Mm. Something like a mohawk or something would be symmetrical. For example, asymmetrical would haircut. be asymmetrical haircut. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, did, were you locking? So you've got you've got it down to two. Al, which way are you going to go? I'm gonna sparkle muffin. Sparkle muffin for Al. Um, so I'm, I'm getting fakied here. What was the What was the third one? Uh, sanitary quibbler. What was sanitary the fourth one? Quibbler. Fourth one was spy versus spider. Fifth one was the Murray River longback. What was the second one? Sparkle muffin spider. What was the third one? A sanitary uh, the sanitary <laughs> quibbler or sanitary quibbler. I'm gonna go with that one for some reason. Sanitary I, quibbler. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's go through. I can't reason my way into it. I can't. Well, often these. I don't think you, it's a reasonable answer. You can't answer, always reason your way into yeah, these I ones, especially yeah. can't always be reasoned. All right, here are the writers of the answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Murray River Longback. That was Evan Munro Smith. <laughs> I knew that was a sticky web. I should have gone sillier. <laughs> Spy versus Spider. That was the house. Yeah, felt like house. The Iraq Arachnid. That was also the house. Mm, that also reeked of house. Because um, we did a, a Dave Warner came me did a, a like a corporate quiz for a Christmas end of year party mm. this week, and I asked this question there, and someone did the Barack Arachnid, and I'm like, that's so fun to say. Mm. I'm like, but I can't directly rip it off, mm. of course. So I'll just nearly rip it off. Sure. Uh, the sanitary quibbler. That was Al. <laughs> meaning the sparkle muffin spider was correct, meaning to Al gets two maximum points. <laughs> <laughs> that felt really good. That felt really good. I got two points? You got two because yeah. you guessed it right and yeah. Evan got your- You oh. fooled me. Yeah, no, that was, yeah. I, I don't know how I did that, but that was that was truly good. And you almost fooled me. Yeah, you could almost. You could see me. You could you could feel the vibrations in, yeah. the, in the strands. I think if it, if it was a more straight, you know, version of this game and everyone, like, in, you weren't picking such ridiculous yeah. ants and that sort of stuff, then the Murray River Longback, you know. And it, depending on the player, that would often get guessed, I think. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you were just unlucky that Al had this whole blue hair theory. If there were, yeah. If there's one or two more like normal sounding ones. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you live and you learn. Yeah. But uh, you can't because it's going to change actually, every time. You don't know what else you, yeah, is going to be. Yeah, you actually can't learn You from can't this. learn. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, that's good to know. And you, you can't learn. Dead. Don't try. <laughs> I think my fir- the first time I ever heard about waffles, and I we're going, we're backtracking yeah, yeah. here, was, it was another Simpsons reference where it goes, sticking together is what good waffles do. <laughs> <laughs> And those actually did look like Eggos. Oh, okay. Mm. Eggos were kind of like a frozen waffle that you could right. get. I think you can probably still get them in the States. I know that from Stranger Things. Oh, I haven't watched it. I had to watch You haven't it. watched Stranger Things? I, I, I had to watch a 15-minute summary of the first three seasons <laughs> so I could write sketches about it. Okay. <laughs> Parodies of the show. <laughs> right, great. I look forward to those yes. deep <laughs> references you use. Well, you got to remember that the general public may not have seen it, so you have to write sketches that people can... Okay. Can understand that it's part of the thing, but then the sketch still somehow. Oh, you're, works. you're the perfect man I've for got the, the job. Perfect <laughs> amount of info in my head for it. I right. know too much to do something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we have uh, two questions left, two rounds left. Let's do a quick score check. We've got Evan on two points, but now into equal first. It's Alistair on four points with the house on four points. Yeah. Still anyone's game. If Evan That's pulls true. out a double point around, yeah. we'll go into the final round yeah, okay. all locked all right. up. Yeah. 
Okay. If you pull out two double pointers. Oh, my God. You'll <laughs> run away with it. It's like some sort of concrete Corvette. <laughs> Question number six comes from Jessica and Stephen Gruber from Kent in Washington in the United States. The question is, what happened in Florence, Oregon on the 12th of November, 1970? What happened in Florence, Oregon on the 12th of November, 1970? Not too far, I assume, from Kent, Washington, because I think Oregon and Washington border each other up on the, mm. the what are they, the Pacific Northwest. Mm. It's a Bigfoot country up there. And uh, Fraser from the show mm. uh, Fraser is also from up there. Really? What? Well, the show's based in Seattle in Washington. Oh, I guess that makes Seattle. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. And while you're writing those answers, here's some more info on the sparkle muffin spider. According to Live Science, it was only discovered in 2015 when this article was written. Two gorgeous new species of peacock spiders nicknamed Skeletorus and Sparkle Muffin have been discovered in Australia according to a new report. Peacock spiders are so named because of their bright colours and their dance-like courtship rituals. The two new species were found in southeast Queensland by Madeline Gerard, a graduate student at the University of California, Berkeley, who studies peacock spiders, and a friend who went with her into the field. Gerard affectionately gave the nickname Sparkle Muffin to one of the species, uh, which sort of Latin name is Maratus jactatus, uh, which has bluish and reddish stripes on its abdomen. Live Science spoke to Jürgen Otto, an entomologist, about the discovery, and Otto admitted that because Sparkle Muffin was somewhat similar to other peacock species he had seen before, he was not too excited about it at first, but then became fonder of it. It was in particular its docile nature and soft teddy bear-like appearance that really charmed me, he said. It was a fun spider to work with. <laughs> I'll, gotta, I'll show you a picture of it, Al. This better not be that Ambrose guy with the big mustache. I don't know why I'm saying that. They look very similar, actually. Uh, the Sparkle Muffin. Imagine in a different world, could have been called the Sparkle Muffin instead of Sideburns. Oh, that is, oh this is one of those dancing, uh, these like yeah. jumping dancing. Peacock ones. Yeah, I love these. How cool does that look? Yeah, they're beautiful. It's so beautiful. Sparkle Muffin, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't give me Sparkle Muffin vibes. Right. But I love that he's called it that still. I think for, for me, Sparkle Muffin, you got to hit more of those kind of turquoises and pinks. Yeah, oh, so okay. That's, no, that's nice, though. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's a, it's a, what a beautiful spider. And so furry as well. Yeah, I wonder if they're all pretty furry. Yeah, I guess they are. Because isn't that that's how they hear or something? Is it because of their yeah. hairs? If, um, if um, that joke by Daniel Connell is to be believed, and I believe Daniel Connell has just released – a, a comedy special on YouTube. He has. That's right. Um, and uh, so you can check that out. And you can also check Matt Stewart's <laughs> new special on on YouTube and Jack Druce's. Bloody hell. Mm. A lot of free comedy up for grabs. Uh, all right. It looks like your answers are in. Are you ready for question number six? What happened in Florence, Oregon on the 12th of November, 1970? Have you been to Oregon, Al? Quite close no. to Canada. Oregano. Um, well, back when I was in Canada, <laughs> we occasionally went down to New York State where oh. my uncle lived. Oh, he so would take us to Vermont. Right. Home of the creamy. That's right. Did you ever have a creamy? I have not what's had a, a single a creamy? creamy. It's the uh, Vermont's, uh, one of their signature dishes. It's some sort of 
This could be a this could be a question. Oh no! What well, in Canada, we call it a milky. <laughs> a soft serve ice cream is that what you said? Yeah, some sort of soft. Like where you ice get a McDonald's, cream. like a like. But a, I mean, I I've only seen pictures, but I believe, supposedly they're like a, like even a, better, better than a soft serve. Yeah, I think it's better than even a soft. soft serve. How is it not just an ice cream? I don't understand. I don't really like, either, Alistair. Well, from my <laughs> from my understanding, it's very creamy. Yeah, it's very soft. That's probably the key. Is it liquid? It's it's that beautiful scent liquid that you want in all ice creams. <laughs> All right, so question six. What happened in Florence, Oregon? And you can use any of that information you just got from Alistair there, Evan, Mm -hmm. to make your choice. (laughs) What happened in Florence, Oregon on the 12th of November, 1970? They had their Veterans Day parade a day late due to the main street being double booked. (laughs) A beach whale carcass was blown up using dynamite. Local hippie Daryl Dreamstein cut his hair, unofficially ending Oregon's extended summer of love. A mysterious aircraft crashed into a cornfield and was never officially identified and is still rumoured to be a real UFO. Or finally, Martin Connery's helicopter tangled in some power lines while landing was launched into a children's hospital, killing three kids. That's grim. You've got to find balance. Evan, it can't all just be kids living their lives. (laughs) Okay, all right, yeah. It's, you know, it's going to be some... Notable event. Yeah. <laughs> sure. You know, you're right. You know, it can't all just be guys getting their hair cut. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, qu- quickly again, your five options the uh, Veterans Day Parade was double booked, <laughs> blown up uh, whale carcass, the hippie having his hair cut, Daryl Dreamstone, uh, the UFO being discovered, or the helicopter getting tangled and launched into a hospital. Hmm. Uh, uh, maybe because you are, you know, you're pretty close to the source here. Yeah, sure. I guess I should go first <laughs> yeah. in that case. Um, what's the name of the town again? Uh, the town is called Florence in Oregon. Florence in Oregon. Mm. Seems like the kind of place where there might be a hospital tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm going to go with the whale carcass. Even the way I think, I think, no, I think Oregon is in land, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I, I, think it, I think it's on the, I yeah. think it's on the right. northwestern. I'm going to go with the whale. Am I right in saying that, Evan? I don't know geographically where it is. Um, um, I'm pretty sure. I think it's the furthest most on the northwest or it's just below maybe Washington is and then it's the one just below Washington state. Okay. I think. All right. Well I'll just give it a go. What do you reckon, Evan? Well see this is tricky. I mean I, I know the I know the whale thing that's a true thing that happened, but I don't know if it happened there and then. Yeah. Mm. That's the that's the thing that I'm and I don't want to say the same thing that Alistair said. Because there's no way to there's no you way to get, get ahead. Yeah, you want to get the double points. Yeah. Ideally, so it's a high high. So you're risk. trying to chase your losses because that's here. what I would have gone with if Alistair had. Oh, because I mean, I know there's still another round, thing. still mm. another round to go. I mean, that's helping me. That's helping me. That's, yeah, that's not what he chose. <laughs> that's true. But you're locked in now, anyway. So you could see if if you think that's a point there, right? You got a point here, and you've still got a chance to get two in the final round. But if you. Uh, <laughs> If you if it is correct, <laughs> Al gets a point. You choose something else. Perhaps Al's one or a house one. Yeah, but right. well, but maybe this isn't the right one. <laughs> <laughs> but I I'm just see saying. What the game is yeah. I'm uh, just saying. <laughs> go with the one you think is correct would be still the best strategy. Okay, right. 
says the guy that knows what the answer is. That's well, the only problem is you've got to just have another think. Which one do you think is the correct one? And I'd pick that one. All right. So your options, the Veterans Day Parade, the blown up whale, Daryl Dreamstein having his hair cut, the UFO being discovered, or the helicopter killing kids. <laughs> Give me the parade. Oh, wow. So you think <laughs> they had the Veterans wow. Day Parade a day late due to the main street being double booked. Sure, why not? You're locking that, could, that in? That could happen. I, 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 I love the ballsiness of this move. Why would Alistair think of this? Hey. I'm going against the one that I know happened. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen footage. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm betting that that happened somewhere else or at a different, yeah, on a different yeah, yeah. day. I'm, I'm hoping that's not the case. <laughs> All right, let's see who wrote the answers. So we had Marvin Connery's helicopter tangled in some power lines, killing kids. That was written by Alistair. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, it's certainly not one I would ever include. No? I mean, I thought you were going to put some interesting ones in there. As a clue for future players, yeah. my, I, usually they won't include real Sounds like something that dying. probably will have happened at some point. Yeah. yeah. But I would, I, I would you, either not, in, I might not, not include that detail. For future players, would you include stories where <laughs> an adult has died? Sure. Yeah, great. Okay. They're free okay. Game. It's nice to know where the They've lived is. a life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's less how, sad. How old? Like how old a teenager? Would you do teenagers? <laughs> no, teenagers. No? What about 19? I know that's, that's a teen. teen. I'm still counting as a teen. Yeah. Okay. What's the legal age on this podcast? The legal age on this podcast. <laughs> in what way? Well, because um, like here, you know, like the, the drinking age is like yeah. 18, but in America it's 21, right? Right. Yeah, so but on this podcast, what's the legal drinking age? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like if you if you were was the youngest a, person, you would allow to drink on this podcast, right? With or without a guardian, uh, with a guardian. Is anyone appearing and a meal? on with is there a, and Will they be eating a meal? meal? They're yeah. eating a full meal. They've got a guardian. When does a meal come into it? I think there are some state laws in Australia where you can be you have a drink sixteen. You can have a drink with a meal yeah, with right. a parent. I might. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think that's something. Uh, mysterious aircraft crashed in a cornfield. That was written by Evan. Oh, that was a great one, Evan. Thank you. No yeah, kids died. <laughs> yeah, that almost got me. I was I was interested in that. It one. sounded realistic, but it, but but if you don't think too much about it, like uh, if it, if it actually, how would they not know someone's investigated this, haven't they? Yeah, right. Anyway, uh, local hippie Daryl Dreamstein cut his hair. That was the house. See, I think it was the name. I love. Well, yeah, the the. Name. I do. I'd try it for most of these, and you've guessed one mm. at least. I'd try and have one of my house answers being. Pretty much unguessable. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But, also, <laughs> but not, not unguessable, just a bit of fun. But you know what? It's like because the name is silly. But then at the same time you go, well, he's from the hippie th- thing. Mm. Yeah, he might have changed would, his name. Yeah. The name to didn't even tweak to me. I thought that didn't sound that crazy to me. I think I often, yeah, because people guess the ones I think are unguessable all the time. Yeah. And I think I just, you know, you forget that in this scenario, nothing really sounds that ridiculous. Yeah, I think that's why I've uh, I've been trying to just write ones that just seem middle of the road, yeah. you know? Mm. Uh, so that means one of you is correct. Uh-oh. But it's not Evan. Oh. Um, the Veterans Day Parade being double booked, that Main Street being double booked, that was the house. It was uh, a high-risk strategy. It was. Going for the one that I knew happened. <laughs> yes, or not uh, going for it. Yeah, not going for the one Because that the one happened. you knew happened did happen, and it happened on the 12th of November, 1970. A beach whale carcass was blown up using dynamite. So Alistair Trombley-Purchill gets one point. The house gets one point. A uh, quick score update here. I can't believe it. I can't believe that. So there's a beach there, obviously. 
There is it is a coast. It's yes. not, not as inland as Alistair suggested so there it could might be, be. There could be Oregon Oregon surfers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's not too far for Dr. Fraser Crane to go. No, that's true. Kurt Cobain. Kurt you know, Co- all these. Yeah, all these. I mean, then none of them are from Oregon, but they're I know all I know is that Seattle's <laughs> kinda nearby. Okay. Sure. Uh, Portlandia. A couple of states away. Maybe a couple of the characters for from Portlandia. Of course, right on. They bro. might be surfing, right on, man. Bro. Okay. Uh, so the quick score update, Evan Munro-Smith on two points. But out in front on five points, it's ATB in the house. Can you believe it? It's just, it's, it feels so good. Anyone's game. I'm not normal. Is it anyone's game? Well, now it is not anyone's okay. game because you are, you can get two points per round, Evan, and you are now down three points going in the final round. Although, that is a good point, occasionally... People do request uh, triple points for the final round. You can, if you know, this is more of a, a break. So I could what glass am I on, in what, case of an emergency. What am I currently on? You're on two. Right. So I. So best case, if if I if I request the triple. Oh, but with the triple, the maximum six. That's right. Right. Okay. So if you get the maximum six and Al in the house get nothing, you win. Al, I, I don't know, but maybe you can you can, can blackball I, can, this if can, you like. Can I request the triple points? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I well, would, I was going to anyway. So I, I, I would love to win by a much bigger mark. Okay. Well, <laughs> funnily enough, that is what nearly has. I think that's happened every time. I think this has only happened twice before. I would love to times. at least be in the game still. That's true. Sure. It's nice to make the game anyone's game, but <laughs> it does always end up with whoever's leading just winning by more. Does it nullify the whole rest of the show up until this point? <laughs> no, because no, you've still got to make the points back. You've got to play riskier. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I okay. Think, good. I think, you know, as people who live in the present, we can mistreat everybody in the past as much as we want. That's true. You know, right. including our past selves. Okay, sure. You know? I'd pass me. I'd, I'm not a fan no. of And it Get doesn't take long. I've said <laughs> things in this episode that I'm, I'm like, that guy. Yeah, I'm glad what a he's clown. Because if he was still here, I'd <laughs> yeah. a couple of, I've got Fists a up. couple of fists for him. Yeah. A couple of fist sandwiches. And not friendly ones either. No, that's right. Not ones like where you bump. No. <laughs> very lightly. Yeah, not at all. And not even sparring. It's going to be an actual fight. Yes. With your face. Uh-huh. Fists versus face. So we're up to the <laughs> yeah. final question, question seven. We're now playing for triple points, meaning it's anyone's game. And the question is, we always finish with a, some sort of synopsis, one normally a movie synopsis, and this week is no different. The question comes from Cheryl Dean from Huntingdon in the United Kingdom. Mm. And Cheryl's question is, what is the synopsis of the 1988 film The Lair of the White Worm? What is the synopsis? The 1988 film, The Lair of the White Worm. Lair mm. of the White Worm. It's a very, isn't it an evocative title? Mm. You know what, like just hearing it, you know what it is. Lair. There's now, a lair. Now that's the English word lair and it's not like L apostrophe A-I-R, like from the French, like to imply like the air. No, it's not that at all. Okay. You're right. It's the English lair. Okay. More like something somewhere where a bad guy might hang out. Is that what a lair is? Mm, or just yeah. anyone mm. would hang out. Depends whose lair like, it is. Like a white worm. Could, could be a, would a, hang out. Yes. Maybe, so, yeah. Is but it maybe a good the white worm? But maybe the white worm is a guy. Maybe it's a metaphor. Oh, that's like true. the white whale. That's true. Is oh. that a metaphor? I thought it was actually like No, that a was whale. A, I think it was both. Okay, right, right. right. I suppose I think yeah. it's become a metaphor, right? That's my white yes. worm. Yeah, that's yeah. my worm. You know, worm. success in life. That's my white worm. That's right. Mm. That's my white lair. While you're writing your answers down, and I can see Evan's already tippity-tapping away, uh, 
Here's some more information about the whale explosion, according to Jessica and Stephen. A 45-foot or 13.716-metre sperm whale weighing about eight tonnes washed up on the shore, and when the smell began to drive tourists away, the local highway department, which feels like the wrong department, right? If you're trying to blow up yeah. a, an aquatic beast, mm. do you call in the, you get the, the highway patrol? You get the water weighed. Yeah, bottom. sure, you get the water rats in. Yeah. You know, Jay Lagaya. <laughs> um, boat. Yeah, the the boat. The boat. Yeah, um, the guy drives the boat. The sort of uh, the, the 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 seal the seal unit. Yeah, get the seals out. Yeah, either the, the animals or the people, the navy seals. Uh, anyway, so they've in this case they've gotten the local highway department. I wonder if this will go wrong. Uh, and they chose to blow it up with approximately half a ton of dynamite. I don't know, as a scientist, Al, yeah. is half a ton of dynamite, do you think that would be enough for eight tonnes of whale? What's the ratio you'd normally work <laughs> yeah, with? Yeah, well, okay, well, when I did my my, my whale, my uh, sort of um, aquatic mammal uh, exploding course at university, <laughs> yeah. uh, the I think it was, yeah, it was usually a smaller fraction because the blowing up, you know, it ends up doing so much blowing. Yeah. You know, and it's actually much bigger. It's like, it's like popcorn, you know, you... Put the corn kernels in, but it actually ends up they pop, right? And they take up much more space, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they kind of dissolve in your gut, and it doesn't kind of come out like corn normally does, right? You know? Okay, <laughs> well, I didn't, I, but I you know, did like, not see your answer going there, you know, because you know, like corn doesn't digest right. all that well, but popped corn does. Uh-huh. That would be insane if it kind of the uh, kernels like that still didn't digest. So there's something. Mm. <laughs> And I think that's the similar thing <laughs> with uh, the explosions okay. in mammals. I feel like I've distracted you from uh, your writing now. If your answer <laughs> somehow in the middle <laughs> goes off about popcorn, yeah. it's prob- you probably are going to give the game away. It's a popcorn yeah. movie. <laughs> um, uh, they, they go on. The explosion resulted in the larger than intended pieces landing not over the ocean, as everyone had hoped, but instead raining down all over the town. <laughs> I mean, it really is what you would expect if you describe blowing up. With well, dynamite. now you would. A, well, what? But that's what, only because of this is that that's what you would like, expect. Like, what did they think? I mean, I think that what the, so the idea was because I'm f- somewhat familiar. I've seen like I've seen the footage of it. It's pretty amazing. But I guess the idea was to blow it up towards the sea. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. And which would obviously be, yeah, have have gone fine, but for whatever reason it didn't. It was too much. I think was it, it was too much explosive. Uh, potentially. I think I yeah. think that might have been it. But, but yeah, it's just and large chunks of whale. Yeah, uh, they were just down. dropping everywhere. One big chunk landed on a Cadillac, which blew out the windows. Yes. <laughs> wow. Do you think that they should have gone for the the more you know the one that's more common in buildings? You know the implosion. Oh yeah, you know they think they could have gone for that with the, yes. with the whale. What's so it all blasts collapsing on itself? Is that and then maybe just sort of hangs out in rubble on the ground. So you wouldn't, yeah. In that case, you don't want to get the road patrol, highway patrol. You want to get no. some sort of, you know, like De- a, a building maintenance guy. Yeah, yeah like a, a demolition, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like a handyman, a handyman. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it looks like your answers are in. So here is the final question. What is the synopsis of the 1988 film The Lair of the White Worm? Here are your five options. A down-on-his-luck caretaker who makes a living by selling valuables buried with the deceased struggles to survive after the cemetery is infested with worms. 
<laughs> Man, they shame white worms. Mm. Well, we don't know that. It could only be the, <laughs> maybe only the leader. Oh, yeah. That's oh, true. yeah. Uh, a low budget knockoff of Indiana Jones following a swashbuckling grave robber named Montana Jackson. Now, I know swashbuckling is often done on the <laughs> sea, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's just more of a pirate sort of a term. But uh, Well, I guess they had to. They had to Differentiate themselves from Indiana Jones somehow. But yeah, yeah. Okay. but he's <laughs> some sort of land pirate. But there yeah. must be some <laughs> land swashbuckling. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like skateboarding used to be called concrete surfing. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just terrestrial swashbuckling. Maybe it's, yeah. on, maybe it's on the coast, like in Oregon. That's true. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, that's true. Could the guy could be wearing, you know, quite wet shoes. <laughs> Option three, Lady Sylvia steals a mysterious skull and uses it to erotically worship her pagan god, the White Worm, a massive malevolent beast that starts murdering virgins. Option four, after his family is swallowed, Gareth Manickety teams up with a mad scientist to defeat a slippery invertebrate, terrorising his township. Or finally... An old and bitter worm lives alone in a decrepit old house. All the other worms believe it's haunted. But when a worm kid has the courage to knock on the old worm's door, a friendship is formed. And the old worm learns a few new tricks, namely love and compassion for others, but also for himself. Uh, Evan Evan definitely wrote that one. It's beautiful. Um, It's, uh, I mean, five quite different films here. They, they, it's... Yeah, I think. Um, I think is that the one that focuses most heavily on the lair aspect. Yeah, well, I mean, it seems to be more about the relationship yes, between the two. Yeah. So, I mean, they use the lair as a vehicle mm. to get to the human condition or worm yeah. condition. Yeah, the lair is one of the characters in yeah. the film. <laughs> I mean, cinema in the eighties was a crazy time. Mm. There's there's a lot going on. I I Back to the Future. Uh, Back oh, to the Future yeah. Two. Mm. Um, Rambo, Rambo really? too. Yeah, I feel like any of these could be like cult. The Goonies, like- the Goonies too. <laughs> uh, do you need to hear any of those again? Um, I can. What if I? I'll just. I'll run you through them a little. Quick quicker. summary. Quick summary. So you got the down on his like caretaker, mm-hmm. uh, who's a grave robber, mm-hmm. but can't do that anymore because of the worms. I think I, I tried to summarise that and I said as many words as the original. <laughs> sure. uh, the low-budget knockoff of Indiana Jones, we got the swashbuckler. Mm. Uh, Lady Sylvia her erotically uh, worshipping a pagan god, which is a white worm, a.k.a. a massive malevolent beast, but the, is murdering uh, virgins. But, but that's, So how does it know they're virgins? How does the white worm I mean, know they're virgins? It doesn't, it doesn't say it in the thing, but like also how does it, how does it you know, like right. what what what... Turn, like you know, what boundaries does it use for knowing like that something is a virgin? You know, like does it is it like full on sex? Did they, oh, ha- did they have so. to have full on sex? Well, what do you, I mean? Or could they what do you define as full on sex? <laughs> like full on? Oh, yeah. It's like like if somebody's having sex with you and they're like eating a really juicy sandwich yeah. over the top of you. That is full on. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's full on. <laughs> so yeah, so the white worm maybe has drawn the line there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just on the side of like a um, juicy, <laughs> juicy regular sex is fine. Still a virgin, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but if the sandwich is involved, yeah, yeah. okay. Oh, so slop it all over me. <laughs> He's a sloppy Joe. <laughs> I, I'm ready. You know, yeah, yeah. there's those teen coming of age films where the symbol is 
<laughs> they've, they've gone a sloppy Joe's burgeria. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you call them over in North America? That's what I call them in yeah. North America. Back in Canada, that's what we call them. Then we had Burgers. Gareth Manickety, uh, who had to team up with a mad scientist after his family was swallowed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or we had the old and bitter worm living alone in a what was thought to be a haunted house, but he ends up finding himself. Mm. <laughs> That's a good one, though. So there's I mean, five great feels, options. Yeah. Um, um, I'd watch any of these films. In fact, I'd fund any of these films. Really? Yeah. <laughs> any of them. You get me a one-pager on my desk by tomorrow, I'm green-lighting all five. Is this tomorrow well, the, the, when the podcast? Tomorrow when the podcast comes out. <laughs> I need a couple of days to get the money together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to see if my guy will, yeah. will go with this crazy scheme of mine. Steven Spielberg. Holy yeah, he's my, I think of him as my guy. Uh, yeah, right. Um and he's directing the the knockoff of Indiana Jones. He won't be directing. No, oh, he'll okay. be just putting up the cash. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with the Virgin one. Okay, I think so. Something because you thought you you were worried that a worm wouldn't be able to tell if someone's a virgin, but yeah, that that wasn't enough to put you <laughs> off. No, no, no. I think the magic of cinema is sometimes a yeah. worm knows you're a virgin. <laughs> it's yeah, there's some supernatural. Uh, yeah, and I, I mean, like. I mean, that's the magic of life. This sometimes worm, a worm <laughs> just knows. This worm has drawn a line, but if you think about it, this worm is also kind of a line in itself. You know what? You're right. It's a living line. <laughs> All right, so the lady Sylvia won for Alistair. What about you, Ev? Um, I think I've got to go with. You, yeah, you can't. If you go with the same as me, you cannot win. So you're going to have to. I have to. I have to go the high risk strategy. You got to go hell so well for, for leather. Last time. Um, I think for some reason. What does hell for leather mean? I don't know. Okay. Um, that's a question for another day. Yeah, no. I, I, I just said that it. Sounds like a, that sounds like a question for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For this show. Um, I, what is it? Gareth Manickety or something? Oh uh, yeah. What a name. Gareth Manickety. It, it just sounds like it could be, you know, like an eighties cult classic, like a, you know, like a cheesy horror, you know, I don't know. I think that, I mean, they all sound pretty silly to be honest, but I think that one sounds. The most realistic. Maybe. We're, we're locking know. it in. It's got a bit all of right. honey. I shrunk the kids about it as yeah. well, mm. but instead of There's shrinking the kids, they've. Growing the worm. Yeah, there's got to mm. be. You know, it's still perspective. Back to the future, I don't right. know. It's all, all about right. how you look at it. <laughs> all right, let's go through the answers. It's all on the line here. Anyone's game. Yeah. Uh, the old and bitter worm who lives alone in a decrepit old house. That was the house. Wow. I was sure it was Evan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we had a down on his luck caretaker who struggles to make a living because the worms come by. That was Evan. Yeah, that was me. I mean, you would imagine most most cemeteries would have a fair few worms already. Yeah, but I guess that you're talking about a, a big. It's mm. it's a lewd, It's only a synopsis. It's so, not given the whole story. No, it's just true. like it's enough to get you interested and go, ah, oh, worms in a cemetery. Yeah, yeah. worm play. Wonder what's wonder what's why mm. they made a film about that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the low budget knockoff of Indiana Jones. That was the house. Mm. It wasn't only. It wasn't until rereading that I thought. Would, it, would they be swashbuckling? But we talked it around yeah. and I was reconvinced that my own writing was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so one of you is correct, that <gasps> means. But it is not Evan because the uh, Gareth uh, Manickety one was written by Alistair and Alistair also got the correct answer. So it's maximum six points to Al because Lady Sylvia steals a mysterious skull and uses it to erotically worship a pagan god, the White Worm, that is a real film. I mean, There's something so funny to me oh, about 
Someone erotically worshipping a white worm. Yeah, worshipping in an erotic way yes. is nice. Mm. I, I just imagine long long bits of cloth on them and yeah. them kind of seductively yeah. looking at the worm and going. Yeah, probably almost moving mm. worm-like. Moving, yeah, yeah. It's hard yeah. not to when you're squirming with horniness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's as hot. Uh. That is hot. That's. I mean, say no more. I think, I think horniness is a very worm-like trait. Yeah. Picture. Worminess and horniness. I mean, even as words, they're quite Ooh, close. Yeah, and worms, they're kind of always dry humping the land. Mm, that's right. You know? Yeah. That's how they get around. Anyways, I'm sorry, Evan. I'm- no, no. I think I need to try lower risk strategies next time. Uh, <laughs> my, you know my, but I mean, it could have paid off. Big swings, but uh, not, not sure. much. Uh, so I'll, I'll just give me a moment to tabulate the scores. Uh, but while I'm doing that, <laughs> carry the soups. Um, I'll sure let you I'm know. on two. Uh, uh, well, let's not jump to any conclusions. Uh, okay. uh, let me tell you a little bit more about the film. According to Cheryl, the question writer, The Lair of the White Worm is a 1988 British horror comedy, which makes a bit of sense that they'd be yeah, you know, a bit, right. bit lighter. Uh, loosely based on the 1911 Bram Stoker novel of the same name and drawing upon the English legend of the Lambton Worm. You familiar with the Bram Stoker book? I don't no, think I'd ever heard no. of it. Neither the the book nor the, the, the Lambton Worm. Lambton Worm. Uh, the film was written and directed by Ken Russell and stars Amanda Donahue, Hugh Grant, and Peter Capaldi. So quite a yeah, right. star-studded cast. It's a decent cast, yeah. Mm. Uh, it was relatively well received uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics have given it a sixty-nine percent. Very erotic number. <laughs> and what, how would a worm 69? It feels uh, like that's tricky. Any which with way. Other, without, well, because, I mean, you could probably cut a worm in half. Could 69 itself. And because, you know, they then became two worms. I don't know if that's true. But then they could 69 them bloody selves. That's true. <laughs> huh? But I believe it's also not true. I think one half of the worm dies and the other half can live. Yeah. Well, Something like that. But right. what? But imagine trying. But, but imagine. That's very erotic. <laughs> oh, that is very erotic. <laughs> I don't know if a headless worm can 69. No. But it's got, a, it's got a bit of a tree but, falling in the woods type philosophy. Yeah, but, but imagine question. if the butt started getting, oh, getting yeah. very mouthy. Yeah. <laughs> it was a gassy worm and you go, oh, I'm not bad. I'll still get one in. I don't know. But, yeah. I don't know. A butt that doesn't quit. Yeah, a butt that won't quit. A worm butt that won't quit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the critics seem to like, you know, basically 69. It's not a bad score on Rotten Tomatoes. No. But Roger Ebert did not like it writing. Oh. Director Ken Russell was once, and no doubt will be again, considered an important director. This is the sort of exercise he could film with one hand tied behind his back. Mm. And it looks like that was indeed more or less his approach. Oh. <laughs> Brutal. That is a, rough. As a guy who's directed, is it difficult to do it one-handed? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you actually need two hands to direct a film. Yeah. Uh, you might not think that, but uh, Evan, it shows. Because uh, yeah. Roger Ebert's sitting back going, it's, it's like right. a one-handed effort. And he, he's writing it with both hands yeah. holding the same pen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's got a two-handed backhand penmanship to yeah. style. Two-handed backhand? Okay. That's yeah. a tennis pen thing. Okay. <laughs> a- he learned. Penmanship on the courts. He's got a pen. He's got a pen like a broomstick, yeah. and he's just he, he holds it. And he kind of he writes. Looks like he's stirring a big pot right, of yeah. right, right, right. big pot of gruel. Okay, <laughs> that's um, Roger Ebert for yeah. you. Well, he's dead now. So. Yeah. Well. Oh, Evan. 
since we brought him up. Yeah. <laughs> you did look pretty angry about him having a swipe at one of your directing heroes. Yeah. What? Have you heard of that director? No. Okay. No. <laughs> um, all right. I've, I've uh, added up the scores and here they are. In third place on the podium on two points, it's Evan Munro-Smith. <laughs> you did really good, Evan. Thank you. In second place on five points, it's the house. But out in front, way out in front on 11 points, it's ATB, Alistair Tremblay-Birchall. Yes, I, I don't win normally. Oh, uh, you're a winner in today. You're a you're a hundred percent. This on could this be show. this could be my sport. This could be. We're gonna have to do an episode with you and Andy because you're both one from one. Really, oh. it'll be a real showdown. Oh yeah, an all stars. Yeah, game. yeah. <laughs> but I reckon you two know you 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 would know each other too well right. to be able to fool each other. That's that's that that's, would be my theory. Oh, that will be that would be a very psychological game because yes. I'll have to try to not write like me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I was well, surprised I you really two. Interesting. You two tricked each other a few times. Yeah, yeah surprising. Yeah. It's a fair bit of tricking. I but, failed with my cafefe. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you you won, Al. Thank, thank you. you. You're going to go on to win in life as well. And, and if people want to come thank and watch you, you win, well, where can they do it? My goodness. Uh, you, could, you can come and watch me win uh, during the comedy festival in sort of end of March, April. I'm going to do, do a stand-up show uh, called Alistair Trombley Virtual in brackets, no relation. Um, but you know, brackets. and the tickets are on sale. If you go to comedy, if you Google comedy festival, Alistair Trombley virtual like that, it, it'll come up. Be one of the first results. Hey, they could be the early birds getting the white worm. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think a single ticket has been sold yet. So <laughs> or you could be the one to get you the, could first be the first one. Get yeah, in there, yeah. get it. And then tag, uh, Frankie Muniz and Alistair Trombley virtual in a tweet exactly. saying how much you love sausage yeah. and how much you love, <laughs> how much you Alistair Trombley virtual's having, comedy festival show. Yeah. And having the first ticket. Yeah. Get in there. Break that Isn't ice. Isn't a sausage break. much like a worm? Really, it is. Mm. It's a it's a it's a worm on, on the on a pan. Yeah, <laughs> worm on a plate. Um, and then also you can get me at, on Twitter at AlistairTB, uh, or on Instagram at a Trombley Virtual, or you can find me on a Tune Think Tank podcast with Andy Matthews, the guy who knows everything uh, about me. <laughs> Uh, and Evan Munro-Smith, where can people find you? You can find me hosting uh, Gamey Gamey Game, which is uh, a YouTube show about video games, but mostly just a comedy chat panel-y show, mostly a bit of a muck around. Um, and, uh, and, and, and on the release day of this episode of this podcast, we have our last episode coming out, which is our Christmas episode, which has Alistair, Tromley Birchall and Hello. Matt Stewart. We're about to go. Um, we're about to go record soon. it. Yeah, um, uh, I'm going to do some sort of uh, undercover reference back to this episode on the on Gamey Game. Okay, just for the true believers. All right, have come across yep. from one to the other. Yep, look out for. I'm going to say what worm, and Naomi's going to say worm. fuck you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, and I won't say, say no. another word for the rest of the episode. <laughs> I'm going to say no. It's erotic. <laughs> White worms are erotic. All right, great. I'm looking forward to that riff. Um, <laughs> So, riffs. If you enjoyed better, yeah. if you enjoyed this uh, this uh, this show, go continue on um, and go watch Gamey Gamey Game. We're going to be talking about Garfield Lasagna Party, which mm. is uh, Garfield loves lasagna almost and as hates much Mondays. as he hates Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> They're the two any, things I know about him. Wonder yeah. if there's any Mondays in the game. Mm. Oh, got to defeat Monday. That's the big boss at oh, the end. Big boss. So that the would end. be a fun uh, fun. Yeah, I don't think it's that's more fun than what the game actually okay. is, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
And this is the one you've chosen for your year finale. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Very Christmassy topic as well. Mm. People can also find me at the comedy festival this year. Uh, go see Al's show. Come see my show. It's called Ding. And, uh, yeah, it's on at the Chinese Museum. Uh, nice and early. I think it's on at like 6.30 or something. I'm on at like 6.30 as well. Oh. And we clash, but we can go have dinner afterwards. I'd love that. Do you eat noodles? I can eat noodles. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't. You don't normally. I certainly wouldn't. I think of them like worms. <laughs> what? Uh, all of a sudden, I can't stop thinking about everything like worms. <laughs> I find noodles to be very erotic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks so much, everyone, for listening. As we are still a rather new show, it'd be great if you'd help get the word out there. Please give us a five-star review and tell your friends if you think they might like it. Mm. And cheers for tuning in to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. And now that you know it, I've been Matt Stewart. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.